All right, we got a late episode here for y'all, but um, as I'm recording right now, the Lakers just won their 17th franchise NBA Finals or championship, whatever you want to call it. Um, I watched almost this entire game, and you could tell from about midway through the second quarter that LeBron was winning Finals MVP this game. Look at his numbers. 28, 14-10, only one turnover, 13 for 20 from the field, like, Danny Green also had a decent game for him, 11 points, 3 for 7 from 3, one block, Anthony Davis played great, 19 points, 15 rebounds, only two blocks, but he was playing so amazing defensively. Like, I don't think people are going to realize how people might look back on this and say, LeBron carried AD to a championship, or AD deserved the finals MVP way over LeBron. But without LeBron James's basketball IQ, and without Anthony Davis's defensive presence against the Heat, they would have not. I don't think they would have made it to the finals. I think the Nuggets would have would have rolled them over, and just. But having Anthony Davis being able to say, "Hey, I don't like playing the five, but if that's what we have to do to win a ship, I will play the five. Danny Green. I don't know why Danny Green was listed as the four, but it doesn't matter. AD's selflessness led to this championship. Alex Caruso had an amazing game. He didn't shoot amazing from the field, only two for seven, over two from three, but he played so well off of the ball defensively. He had the highest plus minus on the Lakers side. KCP was amazing for them in this playoffs. Played so well in the bubble. People were making jokes at the beginning of the season how KCP was only averaging like one point or something like that. Like they were, it was basically Danny Green's slander for KCP. But now look at him, 17 points on 46% shooting in game six of the finals. Rajon Rondo played really well like he usually did in in the finals. Eight for 11 from the field, 19 points. Four rebounds, four assists, four turnovers, but it is what it is. Kuzma did Kuzma things. Markeith Morris, uh, one for four from the field for a three. Jared Dudley got in played a minute. Quinn Cook, same thing. Dwight Howard hit a three to cap off the game. That was amazing. J.R. Smith, Smith was shirtless before it was over. Like It was an amazing game. Now, let's talk the Heat. Jimmy Butler played 44 minutes again. Yes, he played amazing in Game 5. But over the course of the last two games, he played... If I can do math. He played 91 minutes in two games. That's insane. 
and I think he only came out, I think he came out with like three minutes left. So he was basically going to do the same thing again. But only 12 points, 5 for 10. He didn't get shots off. 1 for 2 from 3. 1 for 3 from the free throw line. 12, 7, 8. 2 turnovers. 1 block. Plus minus of 8. I'm not even going to talk about plus minus for them. Drake, Jay Crowder. 12, 3 for 9 from the field. 1 for 5 from 3. Uh, he played. He, he did his thing. Bam came back and he played great. 25, 10, and 5. Duncan Robinson st- took a step back from last game, but you can't expect him to keep that up. Same with Tyler Hero. Only 3 for 10 this time instead of 6 for 18 like he shot two other times his finals, but nobody's going to like me talking slander about Tyler Hero. Kendrick Nunn played all right. Goran Dragic came back. I'm happy for that. Um, he looked decent. This free agent, he's gonna, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get a bag. Solomon Hill came in. He played okay. Kelly Olynyk finally came back in. Uh, four for seven from the field for nine. Uh, he was kind of the spark for this team a little bit. But, I mean. LeBron put it best after the game. He said, what they going to say now? There has to be a point where people start saying, okay, even though he has, like the 6-3 to three argument was somewhat valid, but now it's 6-4. to four. Once you get to 4, what is two championships? How many finals were the H2? Oh, what would that be? I forget. I think that's 12 or 13 finals for LeBron. Six for Jordan. You're going to be like, oh, but Jordan took two years off in his prime. LeBron played for the Cavaliers for seven straight years. And you're going to say, oh, but Jordan played for the Bulls and the Bulls were bad. Yeah. But the Cavaliers did nothing to help LeBron during this year, And he still took them to the finals. How many years was Jordan the favorite in those finals? And then look at how many years LeBron was favored in the finals. And then come back and tell me where the two championships come in. Because LeBron locked down every single one that he was supposed to win. Actually, let me, let me th- I Except for maybe the year, maybe except for 2011, he locked down every single one that he was supposed to win. You look at four finals MVPs. Like people, what are people going to wake up and realize that LeBron is the GOAT? People are going to do the whole KD thing and say he's the greatest player of all time once he retires. No, I don't I don't want to I want to say he's the greatest player of all time now and then watch the GOAT while we still have him. That's why I like saying Tom Brady's the GOAT even though he's not playing the greatest right now. He's still the GOAT. 
So that way we can sit back and just say, we are watching the greatest football player of all time play the game. Same with, I'm not going to call Mike Trout the GOAT right now, but everyone agrees that he's the best player right now. And we're all recognizing greatness. And we all just sit back and say, wow, Mike Trout is so amazing at baseball. There was comparisons at one time saying, will he ever pass Babe Ruth? And those arguments still might be happening. So when are people going to wake up and realize, hey, LeBron James isn't going anywhere. It's year 17, year 18, and he's still an MVP candidate. How is that not a GOAT? Jordan was on the Wizards in year 17, year 18, if I'm doing my math correctly. Drafted in, what, 85? So that'd be 02. That'd be the Wizards. So, and yes, you could say, oh, but he went to college. That was his choice. He could have been a one and done have to go to college all four years or all three years or whatever he did so tell me what you're gonna say now yes he might have one or two more MVPs yes he might have a deep boy LeBron was robbed out of a deep boy by Marcus Hall Marcus Hall didn't even make first team all defensive that year and he won deep boy how does that happen that's media bias trying to keep MJ as the GOAT People have to wake up and realize that he's getting robbed of awards. Before I get too heated about this and start saying some things that remind me of Skip Bayless, um, we're going to move on to the crazy day in the NFL that we had today. Um, First off, I just saw that the Falcons finally fired Dan Quinn and their GM. Um, let's just say that that was the absolutely right move for them right now. Yes, Dan Quinn worked out for them in the past, but this isn't the past anymore. He doesn't have Julio Jones anymore. At least right now. Let's just take a step back. Let's take a look at the game so far. I'm going to talk about them a little. I'm going to give a little bit of detail. I'm going to talk about my thoughts. Uh, Yeah. So, Patriots-Broncos game got canceled. Well, not canceled. Postponed until next week, which kind of made me sad, but gives me a chance to get Cam and Stephon Gilmore back. So I'm, I'm cool with it. It is what it is. Um, so 
Sorry guys, I'm still a little bit uh, under the weather. As you might be able to tell. But, um. So, uh, just a quick little re- recap from my fantasy week. Uh, right now, I have a 99% chance of winning. I'm up by 50. Uh, he has one left to play, but I think it's... Oh, wait, no. DK Metcalf's in play, but after that, I have Keenan Allen. So, game is basically locked up. Let's just go a little bit, uh... We'll go a little bit of, uh, game by game. So... Uh, first up is Carolina... Atlanta, as I said before, Dan Quinn got fired, so let's get right into why he got fired. Teddy Bridgewater had a day, 313 in the air, two touchdowns, no sacks. Uh, the rushing attack, Mike Davis, um, if you have him in your fantasy league, I was suggesting people to uh, trade him before this week. So now, after this, if you can trade them, definitely, I'm, I'm telling you, do it, like, right now. Because this is going to be the highest amount of value that he has. And you might be able to get a decent person back. You might be able to get back someone like a, uh, you're definitely going to be able to get Ken, Kenyon Drake back. Might be able to squeeze out Joe Mixon if you squeeze it, if you put another player in, make it a two for two. You might be able to get back. So you could get back. John Taylor, maybe. Uh, people might be undervaluing you someone like James Conner, or maybe, maybe, maybe Chris Carson. Maybe. People don't understand how valuable he is. And going into the draft this year, I knew people were undervaluing Chris Carson. I knew that he was always undervalued, and he goes off for 18 a game. And people then put respect on his name. And then the next year they call it a flu. So if you can trade for Chris Carson, do it. Because Russell Wilson passing like he is, they're going to disrespect the run so much. It isn't funny. Anyways. Uh, receiving for Carolina. Robbie Anderson had himself a day. DJ Moore looks like he's back on the fantasy map. Mike Davis had a touchdown. Curtis Samuel did okay. Then, uh, let's go look at the Falcons. Matt Ryan, 226 in the air. I honestly think, I, I didn't think that, uh, Matt Ryan was going to get 200 yards today. Look at his Q- QB rating, 63.6. Atlanta rushing, Todd Gurley carried this team. 14 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. His average was 8.6. In Atlanta receiving, Calvin Ridley is back. 
eight receptions for 136 yards. His longest was 10. Uh, average of 17 yards. Todd Gurley for for 29. Uh, yeah. So the offense is getting there. They need Julio back very badly. But other than that, they can they can maybe do something, you know. Alright guys, I'm trying to figure out how to get the scores for you guys. If we just go back to the NFL. I'm trying to do fantasy things, but maybe it's better to do it on the ESPN regular side. Alright, next up. Raiders Chiefs uh, Okay, everything just decided not to There we go, we're back now uh, I was excited to talk about this one actually The Chiefs fantasy players did amazing this game From what it looks like Except for maybe Clyde Edwards Hilaire I mean, seven in the air. He had an 11-point fantasy day. Not too bad for a rookie, but... Patrick Mahomes took away a rushing touchdown. Tyreek Hill took away a rushing touchdown. So, overall, a lot of touches being taken away. A lot of valuable touches being taken away. But, Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Good for about 24 fantasy points. Terry Kill, 3 for 78. Michael Hardman, 2 for 50. Sammy Watkins, 2 for 24 and a touchdown. Byron Pringle, 1 for 23. Uh, overall, they did pretty good on the offensive side. I think that's just defense collapsing because they gave up 40 points to the Raiders. Speaking of the Raiders, Derek Carr, 347 yards, three touchdowns to one interception, QB rating of about 126.7. Maybe I'm reading that wrong. Maybe it's 92.1. I don't know. Josh Jacobs, 23 carries for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Longest was seven, but you know what? Seven against the three-man rush. Sorry about that, guys. That was a video from ESPN. Uh, um, if you can, if if you have him, congratulations. Keep starting him. I like Josh Jacobs this year. If you don't have him, see, make a trade because running backs are so valuable this year. And someone might not be checking stuff and just see, oh, someone's giving me, I would suggest trading Calvin Ridley for Josh Jacobs. That might be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up now. That sounds like a horrible deal. 
Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Josh Jacobs is going going to... They're going to see this game. They're going to be like, wow, we have to stop the Pats. As you look at it, they only got 144 yards on the ground. On 35 carries. That's still good. But you have to stop the Pats. In order to stop the Raiders. Because you look at their targets. Ruggs, Waller, Renfro, Aguilar. Just Jacobs, Jason Witten, Devontae Booker, Zay Jones, Jalen Richard, Alec Ingles. Like, they have a bunch of threats in their receiving game. They have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, well, 11 different pass receivers, 12 different targets on the day. And only one main guy in the backfield. So, Josh Jacobs is going to be valuable. Like I said, with the decreased amount of value fantasy running backs and the more amount committee running backs, and Calvin Ridley's fantasy success so far, except for this last game, where he was playing subpar Panthers defense even with how good they've been playing recently he's been built mostly off of defenses saying hey we have to control Julio Jones Julio Jones is their guy if we get burnt by Calvin Ridley we get burnt by Calvin Ridley and that's why he's been going off for 30 games for those first four games or whatever it was first three games yes he had 21 but if you're like me and you have four legitimate receivers and you need a running back, trade don't be a trade don't be afraid to trade Ridley. Especially if you're in the situation I am with Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and Terry McLaurin. I am comfortable. Comfortable with those three. Super comfortable. Even if one of them has a bye week or something, I am fine. I am big chilling. So, yeah, Chiefs finally get taken down after NFL Network was saying, "Do do we do the Chiefs go undefeated this year?" Well, next up, we've got a team that is absolutely defeated, starting off zero and five. That would be the New York Jets. So, uh, we'll start with Arizona side of the ball. Kyler Murray, 380 yards in the air, uh, touchdown and interception. Rushing numbers. Kenyon Drake. Should I start it off with who is the more valuable? fantasy running back for the Cardinals. Kenny Drake is getting 18 carries for 60 yards. That's good for 3.3 average and a touchdown.
what is that, like 13, 13.2 fantasy points on the day, 12 on the ground. He needs more work in the passing game to be considered a legitimate flex play week to week. Now Chase Edmonds, three carries for 36 yards. And in the passing game, five receptions for 56 yards. So, it's the same value. They scored basically the same amount of points. Oh, wait, he had a touchdown. Six, six, seven, eight more points this week. But Kenny Drake is still the number one guy in Arizona. For me, as soon as I saw Chase Edmonds, I was thinking about dropping Joshua Kelly for Chase Edmonds. To be quite honest with you, I really was. But I wanted to say, you know what? We're going to let it play out. We're going to see how the Chargers running backs do versus the Saints, who have an okay run defense. Figured it's a good way to judge it. Um, Yeah, so receiving... DeAndre Hopkins did DeAndre Hopkins thing. Six receptions for 131 and a touchdown. Christian Kirk had an amazing day. Chase Edmonds, great day in the year. Daryl Daniels, I didn't know he played. Larry Fitzgerald, four receptions for 35 yards. That's another guy. You have to say, okay, he's a top 10 wide receiver. You have to watch him and just take the last few moments. Because he's not going to be here playing NFL football much longer. New York passing. Joe Flacco came in uh, replacing Sam Darnold for the week and actually did a pretty decent job considering what he was given. Having Le'Veon Bell back definitely did help, but Joe Flacco, 18 for 33, 195 through the air, a touchdown. Jameson Crowder, eight receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Monster day from him, and everybody else kind of did average. Um, the question is, when are we going to see the third firing of this week? with Adam Lake. When when did the Jets say, okay, enough is enough? They have to say it sometimes. I, I, I don't understand. Next up, Eagles, Steelers. Uh, one name that I have for you. Chase Claypool. Chase We'll start off with the Steelers this time. 38 to 29. Big Ben, 27 for 34, 231 through the 239 through the air, three touchdowns. Uh, all of them going to Chase Claypool. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod had a 58-yard carry. James Connor, 15 for 44 and a touchdown. Chase Claypool. Three carries for six yards and a touchdown. Pittsburgh receiving. 
Chase Claypool, 7 receptions, 110 yards, 3 touchdowns. Eric Ebron finally showed out today with 9.3 fantasy points. Juju only 4 for 28. Uh, yeah, James Conner 3 for 19. A little bit of work in the past game, which was good. Overall, the pit, Chase Claypool was just working today. Him and Bank, Big Ben. Like, if you're in a deeper league and you need a wide receiver for some unknown reason because there's so many valuable ones, go get yourself a Chase Claypool. It's probably on waivers. Go grab him. I promise he'll put up more weeks like this. Not as good. Not 42 points, but... Like a... I won't say Joe Mixon because he's a little bit... But, yeah, he has that ability to go off for 42 as he just showed. Philadelphia passing. Carson Wentz, 258 through the air. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, he's definitely showing that if they keep playing like this and they fall back in the division, uh, Jalen Hurts might be the way to go. Miles Sanders had 11 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. But other than he he had 10 carries for 6 yards. So, am I one to judge? No, but he had one long run that carried him through the day. Travis Fulgham, 10 receptions for 152 yards and a touchdown. This was a day of underrated wide receivers. Getting all of the target, all of the yards. Quarterbacks did poorly today, if we're being quite honest. Just overall play so far was bad. Although you see the scores, but it was mostly one wide receiver doing all the work. Uh, I like what I see out of the Steelers today. Uh, they came out of the bye week playing really good football. The Eagles need a bye week to fix whatever the heck is going on. Rams, Washington, definitely an inspiring story today. Uh, Not with the start of Kyle Allen, but with what happened after the hit to Kyle Allen. Alex Smith got back in the game. 9 for 17 through the year, only 37 yards, which is something to be somewhat concerned about because you might have to start him next week. QB rating was a 3.2. Anyways, let's look at let's look at rushing. Antonio Gibson, 11 carries for 27 yards. Uh, Kyle Allen, one carry for seven yards and a touchdown. Chaney McKissick got some work through the air, six for 46. Uh, Terry McLaurin, three for 26. Definitely more. I was worried about him going in today with uh, playing with a new quarterback. I sat him in favor of Tyreek, Keenan Allen, and Calvin Ridley. Definitely made the right choice. Uh, he only got he got less than six points for fantasy, but you know maybe he'll get some practice reps in with him and build that chemistry. Because Ron Rivera knows what he has in Terry McLaurin. He basically has another DJ Moore. So, value should build back up for McLaurin. Uh, if you have an owner looking to panic, 
selling Terry McLaurin. Go get him. Not a lot else to speak on the Washington behalf on uh, side of the ball, but we could talk about Los Angeles Rams. Jared Goff, 300 yards through the air, two touchdowns, one interception. Cam Akers on the ground, nine carries for 61. Uh, Darrell Henderson, 15 for 38. Definitely looks like more of the power back of the group. 15 for 38 and a touchdown. Uh, Jared Goff had a touchdown on the ground. And then uh, Malcolm Brown, 8 carries for 30 yards. Through the air, Gerald Everett, 4 receptions for 90 yards. Robert Woods, 4 for 71 and a touchdown. Uh, Darrell Henderson, 3 for 30 and a touchdown. Cooper Cup had 5 for 66. So definitely spread the ball out today. Anyone who started Tyler Higby, I apologize. Uh, I started him in some of my leagues, and he lost some of my leagues. So, yeah, not too good. But, you know, he was only projected 7.5 on uh, ESPN. So, Next game, we've got... Bengals, Ravens, uh, the GOAT, Trace McSorley, was out for this game. So anyone who started him, uh, sorry about that, he should have gone 500 points, but didn't get quite there today. Definitely should have been the starter over Lamar Jackson, only 180 yards through the air, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, on the ground, Mark Ingram, 57 yards. Devin Duvernay, 42-yard run. J.K. Dobbins, 34-yard run. Lamar Jackson, two carries for three yards. Probably because of the knee. That's probably why he did poorly. Uh, Marquise Brown, six receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Mark Andrews, six receptions for 56 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Definitely his two favorite targets to throw to. And a bunch of drops day four drops for Mark well four missed targets for Marquise three for Mark Andrews Willie Sneed Gus Edwards and Boykin combined for eight something to be aware of Cincinnati passing uh Joe Burrow underperformed today uh, only 183 yards an interception. Joe Mixon, 24 carries and 59 yards. That's definitely not a good way to follow up last week, but you're also playing one of the best run defenses in the league, so can't do much about that. T. Higgins, four receptions for 62. Tyler Boyd, four for 42. Joe Mixon, six for 35. So, not a horrible day for Joe Mixon, but definitely could have been better. Not much to say about that game. Jaguars, Texans. Texans showed that Bill O'Brien was the problem. Deshaun Watson came out and balled. Brandon Cooks came out and balled. I think Will Fuller came out and balled. David Johnson took a step back for sure, but 
know, they're going to air it through the air, through Romeo Cornell. Uh, that's just what's going to have to happen, you know. So let's start on the Houston side of the ball. 359 yards for Deshaun Watson. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. David Johnson, 96 yards on the ground. Deshaun Watson had 25. Two Johnson had eight. Brandon Cooks, eight for 161 in a touchdown. Will Fuller, four for 58 in a touchdown. And Darren Fells, two for 57 in a touchdown. Randall Cobb at six for 47. And then on Jacksonville side of the ball, uh, Garner Minshew, 301 yards, two touchdowns. On the ground, James Robinson didn't have the best day, only 48 yards. Uh, through the air, the Beast Gush Chanel Jr., 70 receptions for 79 yards. Chris Conley at 2 for 58. Chris Thompson at 3 for 35. Colin Johnson at 3 for 30 and a touchdown. And Keenan Colt Sr. at 2 for 25 and a touchdown. And uh, DJ Chark, 3 for 60. Not good. So, definitely a good sign for the Texans. That's definitely going to boost their team. Uh, happy for them. Who's up next? Oh, this is a good one. Miami, San Francisco. San Francisco was a one-year wonder. Either that or the Dolphins just showed up to play. For some reason, CJ Beathard took over 9 for 18, 94 yards. Jimmy G had 77 yards and two interceptions. Might have gotten benched, to be quite honest with you. Raheem Mostert, 11 carries for 90 yards. Definitely a good showing for him. Uh, he's relying on the long runs, though, 37 yards. So, Brandon Ayuk had 3 for 44. George Kittle had 4 for 44. Kendrick Bourne, 2 for 30, and a touchdown. So, not a whole lot there into the ball. Wise. But let's look at the Miami Dolphins, shall we? Fitz Magic is back. 350 for three touchdowns. Miles Gaskin had an amazing day. 57 yards and a touchdown. That Miles Gaskin, you see. If you look at the averages, it's not great. 3.6 this game. He's getting a lot of carries. He just needs... stays like this where he gets a touchdown and he's a viable fantasy option Preston Williams I sat him in my 20 man league I was super disappointed in myself 4 for 106 and a touchdown my Mike Gusecki 5 for 91 Devontae Parker 2 for 50 and a touchdown Miles Gaskin 5 for 34 uh, amazing show from the Dolphins amazing I can't speak Greater things about it. Uh, 
Colts and Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, you might have lost LeBron, but you beat the Colts. So, good backup plan, I guess you could say. Baker, 247, 2-2. Odell had 18 yards through the air. Kareem Hunt, 20 carries for 72 yards. Definitely not a good average, but he contributed in the pass game where he has been. 3 for 21 in the touchdown. That's about 10 fantasy points through the air, which almost makes him a wide receiver play, but you had 72 yards on the ground. 17 points for probably a six-round pick. He's going to be a must-start for the next six weeks. Darius Johnson, 8 for 32. So, uh, Jarvis Landry, 4 for 88. Odell, 5 for 58. Austin Cooper, 5 for 57. Rashad Higgins, 3 for 31. David Njoku's back. And, uh, yeah. Colt side of the ball. Phillip Rivers, 2 for 43 and 2 interceptions. Jonathan Taylor, 57 yards and a touchdown. Averages look great. Through the air, T.Y., 6 for 69. Marcus Johnson, 3 for 53. Jonathan Taylor, 2 for 17. Naheem Hines, 2 for 22. Trey Burton, 5 for 33. Overall, kind of disappointing game for the Colts. The defense I was expecting to actually show up today, but they didn't. Now, definitely the... uh, game recap of the week here uh, I'm kind of disappointed uh, we'll start off with the uh, New York football Giants side of this game I watched the ending uh, great plays by Mac- Michael Gallup and great balls by Andy Dalton he looks just like he's back in Cincinnati uh, the Cowboys are definitely going to be good hands for the rest of the year Daniel Jones, 222 through the air. Uh, I don't know how they scored points if they had zero touchdowns through the air, to be quite honest. They had 34 points somehow. And only two touchdowns on the ground. So that means Graham Gano had a, uh, had a day. I'm guessing. We're going to look at that real quick. Graham Gano, 12 field goals. Two extra points would make 14. Uh, oh, they had a fact. Yeah, right at the beginning, fact roll had a pick six. So that makes up the points. Anyways, New York rushing. Devontae Freeman, 17 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. He looked great against this Cowboys defense. Evan Ingram, 2 for 9 and a touchdown. Looked fine. It really did. Uh, Darius Slayton, 8 receptions for 129. Golden Tate, 4 for 42. Uh, not much to the air other than Darius Slayton, but it was still a good show. Dallas Cowboys. Now, if you don't know, and I apologize if you drafted him this year, Dak Prescott is most likely out for the year. Maybe next year. 
maybe two years. Uh, the injury did not look good at all. Uh, if you want to, you can go back and check it out. Uh, if you're like me and you don't like seeing bones out of bodies, don't. But I had to go back. I had to check it out. And uh, yeah, he went into surgery tonight. Uh, hope that all went well. I wish nothing but the best for him. I really do think he's overhated. Now he's going to have everyone that hate on him saying, Get well soon, Dak. Oh my gosh. But he was playing not the greatest football today. Uh, 166 through the air, one interception. But he had a receiving touchdown. So that has to stand for something, right? Ezekiel Elliott. 19 carries for 91 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, definitely had a decent fantasy day today. Had about 23 and a half. And then uh, C.D. Lamb, eight receptions for 124. Michael Gallup, four for 73. Warren Cooper, two for 23. C.J. Wilson, four for 22. He showed up today. He looked pretty good in the beginning of the game. Uh, ball was going straight to him. This was a loss for Dallas. I know it'll show up as a win, but it should be counted as a loss. Like there's no, there's no excuse for this to be counted as a. They should feel bad. Uh, then we'll go back to Thursday night football here to round the show out. Uh, Tom Brady, two fifty-three and a touchdown. Not much on the ground other than Ronald Jones for seven, 17 carries for 106 yards. No touchdowns. Through the air, Tyler Johnson, 4 for 61. Rob Gronkowski, 3 for 52. Cameron Brate, 5 for 44. Mike Evans, 5 for 41. And a touchdown. And other than that, nothing much. So... Kicking. Ryan Suckup had a day, four field goals, an extra point, 13 points for him. Uh, Nick Foles, 243 through the air, touchdown and an interception. David Montgomery, 29 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Allen Robinson, 10 receptions for 90 yards, good fantasy day for him. Cordell Patterson, 3 for 38. Jimmy Graham, 3 for 33 and a touchdown. If you need a tight end, go grab him. I know they have about 7 or 8 tight ends on their roster, but Jimmy Graham is by far number 1. Dave Montgomery, 7 for 30 receptions, and Anthony Miller, 4 for 28. So that pretty much rounds out the week. Um, A lot of good games, a lot of defensive battles uh, we lost Dak I'm actually really beat up about that I really liked his play style uh, even as a Patriots fan like I said I recognize greatness when I see it anyways hope you guys enjoyed the NBA Finals hope you guys had a good fantasy football Sunday uh, 
gonna give you a recap right now. Uh, actually, you know, we'll just I'll commentate the last minute and a half of the Vikings Seattle game. Uh, we've got we've got 26 21 right now. I think it is. Uh, if I can get back to it right now, uh, ESPN is acting a little slow right now, but. We'll get back to it. Here we go. Game cast. One of my leagues, I need Adam Thielen to outscore Dalvin Cook. I don't think it's going to happen, but you can always hope, right? Okay. So, Russell Wilson pass incomplete deep right to Wilson. Oh, wait, Thielen is actually going off. Nine receptions for 80 yards and two touchdowns. I think that's what I needed. I think that's exactly what I needed. Um, I don't want to get out of this, but right now it's fourth and ten. I think I have time to go check it out. I can just tune into it over there, so we're good. this one I have like 14 15 teams just trying out different combinations of players seeing what I can put together I like drafting what can I say Adam Thielen uh, let's check out the current match I think it is this one this is also the team where I have Dak Prescott so Thielen right now has almost 30, and Dalvin Cook has almost 20. So, I think they're saying that I won. Yeah, I don't think there's any way, because I'm up by like 6, 18 points. So, unless Dalvin Cook gets like a receiving touchdown and like two other touchdowns, I think we're good. Back to the game. Uh, I think they just... Oh, wait. They went for it. I think they got it. Fourth and ten. Shotgun. Russell Wilson. DK. For 39 yards. Pass incomplete DK. Tyler Lockett ran out of bounds for 17. And then pass incomplete to Wilson. Right now, the win probability is 68.5 for the Vikings. Right now, Seattle standing at 4-0 in the NFC West, and Minnesota's 1-3 in the NFC North. So if they win this, they will go up on Detroit. So if I'm looking at it right now, they just need a touchdown. 
So what I'm guessing, they're going to Greg Olson. Greg Olson or Tyler Lockett because he trusts Tyler Lockett. I'm calling it. I don't know who this Wilson guy is that he started in so much. I don't see a Wilson. What? It said E. Wilson. I don't see an E. Wilson. So that's interesting, but, uh... seconds left on the clock. Russell Wilson passed a complete short right to DK Metcalf. Wait, did I miss one? DK Metcalf caught one for 15 yards. Passing complete to Tyler Lockett. Passing complete short right to DK Metcalf. And we're at fourth and goal right now. So this is do or die right now. This is the game right here. They're on, what is it, the eight-yard line? Seattle took a timeout at 20 seconds. probability is sitting at 70%. At one point in this game, the Seahawks had an 85% chance of winning this game. The Vikings were deep favorites. Seahawks came back and the Vikings just battled back. They were at 98% chance of winning, and now they're back to 70. So, I can't see, I can't tell you what's going on right now. All I'm seeing is the game cast on ESPN.com. After this, we're going to end the episode. Let me just give you a full box score right now. Nothing's going to really change. Uh, we'll start with the Vikings. That's, that's not going to change at all. Uh, Kirk Cousins had 239, two touchdowns and an interception. Alexander Madison, 20 carries for 112. Dalvin Cook, 17 for 65 and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, 9 for 80 and 2. Uh, Justin Jefferson, only 3 for 23. Alexander Madison, 3 for 24. Dalvin Cook, 5 for 24. Back to GameCast, make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh. And uh, we'll wait, we'll just wait to do the Seahawks after this, after this play. So. Oh my gosh. Russell Wilson passed short late, 
short right to DK Metcalf for six yards. Touchdown. What a play. Now let's see if they go for two. Let's see if they go for two or not. What does this put the uh what does this put the game clock at? 15. So realistically, this this game's over, right? Okay, so they tried to go for the two-point conversion and it failed. So the offense is done. Let's go take a look at the Vikings. Russell Wilson, 217 in the air, three touchdowns and an interception. Played amazing. Russell Wilson on the ground, 5 for 58. Chris Carson, 8 for 52 and a touchdown. Through the air, DK Metcalf State, 6 for 93 and two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, 4 for 44. Chris Carson, 6 for 27. Uh, Will Disley, 1 for 19 and a touchdown. Greg Olson, 1 for 20. And, uh... Yeah, so Chris Carson was definitely a good play today. Had almost 9 points, 9 fantasy points through the air. And, uh... So, 14 points today. Let's go back to GameCast and see how this goes. Touchback for the Vikings. So they have two timeouts here to work with. Um, let's see how this goes. Cousins passed short right to Kyle Rudolph, ran out of bounds at Minnesota 35 for 10 yards by Shaquille Griffin. Winning percentage just dropped by about 7 or 8%. All I need is a field goal by who's their kicker? Dan Bailey, I think it is. Dan Bailey is pretty reliable to me. They don't need to take a timeout here. Well, they definitely did waste some. They need a deep pass. Well, not deep pass, but about 20, 30 yards. Call a timeout. Let Dan Bailey do his thing. And uh, game over. Alright, guys. So, uh, sorry for the quick intermission. But... Just a sack that forced a fumble. Uh, Vikings recovered, play was reviewed, and the ruling on the field was upheld. So right now, oh, that's the end of the game. So it looks like a pretty good ending of the game, but yeah. So like I said. Good day for Adam Thielen. Good day for DK Metcalf. Alexander Madison outshowed Dalvin Cook on the ground. Russell Wilson outshowed Chris Carson on the ground in terms of yardage. But overall, good day, respectively, for both quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, not the most yards, but they, he made him count. Kirk Cousins uh, almost showed up in a primetime game. That's all that counts. So, I'll see you guys back on Wednesday with a recap of Monday and Tuesday. 
and um, hope your Monday and Tuesday miracles come true. So, see you later.